Having learned to discipline the mind, the individual then uses it for his own purposes. Doctor I know told me he took 11 years to get his medical degree. He graduated with honors, and after he graduated, he went to the School of Human Life, and there he learned all he ever knew. He did not learn his medicine in the university. He got his certificate there, but he learned it in practice. Now, the same is true with our mental activity in general. It is not the product of education. The professor who tells us what to think is making a great mistake. And we are great, uh, making great mistakes by letting him do it. What we want to know is how to think, how to discipline the mind, how to apply its instruments. Like a carpenter working with his tools, we want to know how to use the mind to improve the total life. With this thought basically in our consciousness, we then begin to ponder the wasting of time. We only have a certain number of years, and also only have a certain part of those years suitable to mental activity. We cannot be as active mentally as we would like to be in an economic condition such as the one in which we live. We have to fight against worries and fears and anxieties and doubts. We have to be very careful that we do not end with a mass of prejudice that we can do nothing about. So we have to realize the importance of using mental time and mental energy for some reasonable purpose. Today, looking around us, we observe that one of the problems of humanity is that prosperity undermines thinking. The more we have, the more we want to enjoy and the less we want to think. We are now trying to create a world which is a complete lifetime of vacation. We want to do only what we want to do all the time. Circumstances do not permit the full gratification of this impulse, but we try our best to escape every attitude or responsibility that interferes with having fun. Now, having fun for the average person mentally is the same as the junk food. Fun can be a contribution, but when we live for it alone and sacrifice everything for it, we soon find that it is not a substantial material. It does not nourish us adequately. Fun is important. There is no reason in the world why we should not enjoy living as much as possible. But fun that is completely devoid of intelligence and does nothing to nourish us or build anything into us should certainly be kept at a minimum. The real purpose of, the, of life is not just to have fun, but it is intended that we should help, help to build a world in which happiness is possible for all of us. But having fun and happiness may not be the same thing. But either one, happiness or fun, as the Arabian Nights tells us, must be earned. The individual must deserve happiness or he will never experience it. He will get all kinds of false glamours, but they will fall apart and leave him as miserable as he was before. 
the mind looking around has to try to find a balance for living. We find in educating the mind, for instance, that it doesn't flourish on a monodiet. That's been tried also. There are also people of various religious uh, aspirations who believe in extended fasts of the mind. In other words, don't think at all for long and extended time. Relax completely, make the mind a blank, and in that way overcome the tendency to worry about our own indolence. By not worrying about it, we think we dispose of it. It's the same thing with all forms of unfinished business. If we can get our minds off of them, we feel that it is a success. This is not a true fact, however. It is not that our minds should be worrying about them all the time, but that the minds should settle in quietly and solve worries as far as possible, so that they simply will not return. With a proper nutrition, we can achieve most of this end. Now, we have a whole world of possibilities to, atta to attack and work with. And each individual is a person in his own right. And there are, therefore, many different approaches to the proper use of the mind. The main point is that it should be used to build something. Build something. Build something. Build something. Build something. Build Welcome, my friends, to Innerverse. My name is Chance, and this is Season 2, Episode 21. Today I'm talking to the fine gentleman from the THC firm, also known as Therapeutic Horticulture Consultants. One of them, Kyler, has been a good friend of mine for many years, and Dennis is a new friend of mine, business partner with Kyler. They've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about, namely cannabis and elder elderberries both of which are extremely medicinal, extremely 
under-researched and underproduced in our country. So before we get on to that, I'd like to let you know the music you heard in the beginning of the episode here, and what you'll hear for the rest of the episode when I play music, is by an artist called Phony Alphonia. I don't know if I said that exactly right. I believe this person is from Indonesia. Very appreciative that they're letting me use their music. Thank you so much. I like what I've heard, and I hope you make more. If you've got music you want to be played on the show, you should hit me up about it. I'll probably play it, unless I just hate it, but I'll still tell you I like it. I'll just be like, yeah, I'll play it in the future. I don't know. I don't know how I'd handle that situation of you sending me music and me not liking it, so I'd like to find out. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really will like it if you send me music. I'm not judgmental. I'm not harsh. Uh, well, maybe not about everything anyway. Working on being less judgmental. Hope you guys enjoyed the very beginning clip that I played, the five-minute lecture from Manly P. Hall is who that was. I'll be linking to the full YouTube video that contains the entirety of that speech for anyone that wants to check it out. You can find the links to this uh, and all other links that I'm going to bring up in the episode description if you just open that in your podcast app or on the SoundCloud page or whatever. I recommend going to steamit.com and looking at the episode post for this page or the episode page for this episode. Whatever. You'll like it. Steamit's a really cool blog-style platform. You can embed links and photos and videos into the thing, and there will be videos there, like of Kyler's drone, Dorothy the Drone, some cool footage from that. Uh, I'm sure I'll think of other things to link, maybe some elderberry studies, who knows. So go check out the links in the full episode description. Before we get on to talking to them, I would really like to ask you for a favor. There's two favors, actually. If you want to do a favor that costs you nothing, you should review the podcast on iTunes. Leave it a five-star review. Maybe somehow in the future that will mean more people find the show because it's got more reviews. I don't know. That's what other podcasters say. Maybe I should just stop asking for that and let you review it if you feel so called. I mean, who the fuck cares about Apple anyway? They're completely backwards and in many ways evil, so why should I really even care to promote myself to their platform? Why should I even use corrupt platforms in the first place? I don't know. I made a big jump and deactivated my Facebook this week on the subject of corrupt platforms. So, um... If you are still using Facebook, maybe all the more reason you could share this episode through Facebook because it was kind of pointless for me to do anything on there. I was getting completely censored. I know I was, as paranoid as that sounds. And also, why would I invest my energy into some kind of vampiric platform like Facebook where essentially all the content that is on the website is created by the users, but none of it is owned by them? So if you actually do something valuable on Facebook, like write something insightful or share some cool pictures and post them there, make a video there, any value that that content has inherently because it's created by you, an imaginative, infinite human, it's being used to put gas in Mark Zuckerberg's Bugatti or whatever ungodly type of sports car he drives around in on Hawaii. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. That's what I'm saying. Fuck him. Get on Steam it. Or Minds.com, that's a good one. But either one, really, there's like free value that you earn just by using those sites. Minds has a cool system where you can boost your own posts to people. 
and you get points to do that and it's free to you just by using the website. Steemit has got a cryptocurrency backing it. That shit is really cool. So try some cool stuff. I wouldn't lie to you. Well, at least not on purpose. Okay. Another, the other favor that I need to ask of you, and it is maybe more than a favor. It represents like a partnership. Partnership for the future success of this podcast. And that would be to go to Patreon. If you go to patreon.com, you can see this structure of rewards that I've got going for people who want to pledge a monthly donation to the show. By doing that, you're going to help me eventually pay for a new computer, which I really need because right now my laptop is getting older every day. It's over three years old. The headphone jack is busted. I've already complained about that, but you know, my hard drive's got 68 gigs left. <laughs> I could delete some stuff and I will, but I'm just letting you know the lifespan is limited on this thing. And on top of that, I've got to pay for the SoundCloud bill. I've got to pay for stickers that I'm sending out to you guys that are coming this month. I swear I'm going to get around to that. I just had to, I had to use the first couple months of interverse money to pay myself back for things that I had spent out of pocket. And thanks to you that have already pledged on Patreon, I was actually able to do that and I can keep paying for things like the SoundCloud upkeep. So thank you so much for everyone that's pledged. Also a big shout out to Beth, a new newcomer in the $12 pledge range. I am so grateful I met you and your friends at Envision Festival. You guys were awesome. It was great to have a little fam to hang out with the last night, especially. Whenever you go to a festival, just you and one other person or just by yourself. Inevitably, unless you're just really closed off, I guess. But what always happens to me is I end up making so many friends that it feels like I knew those people forever and I came there with them. <laughs> it's really beautiful. And Beth, you're great. You join the $12 tier. That means that we're going to be staying in close contact month to month, just like me and Jeff do, where we talk about whatever it is you're trying to manifest in the world, whatever possible, I guess, advice or reflection we could do for one another. I hesitate to say advice or guidance. I, I, would, diff, I would do tarot for you, though, if you want to do tarot. Anybody else that joins this tier, I'd love to just go deep into talking about any subject that you want. You can pick my brain, whatever good that does. <laughs> I do spend a lot of time delving into esoteric met metaphysical information. I wouldn't claim to be wise or any kind of expert, but I'm trying to get wise, okay? I'm trying to figure out the truth so I can share it to everybody. And if there's one truth that I know for certain, it's that there is such a thing as truth. And we can all find it if we all are honest and reflect with each other all the time in a perfectly free way. And so I guess that's a good segue into something else I wanted to put into the intro here. I would really like to uh, read this chapter from a book called The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke. The End of All Evil is a book you will not find at Barnes & Noble. <clears throat> you will not find it on Amazon.com, at least not for a reasonable price. I think it's like thousands of dollars for a hardcover or a, a hard copy of it. It's a pretty suppressed book, and that's because it tells the fucking truth about what culture and government really are. Even democracy. It's all a big illusion. And that might sound varying degrees of crazy to some people, depending on where you're at in your awareness, but it's true. All forms of external control are based in, rooted in fear. And all reflections in the external world that are based in love create freedom. 
and expand human potential. So anyway, I'm going to read this short chapter from the book, The End of All, Le- the End of All Evil. Chapter one is entitled Freedom. Here we go. The definition of freedom is the infinite value of the human being. The definition of evil is the destruction of freedom. Everything that is evil teaches people that they have limited value. Truth is always simple. All people recognize truth because all people are intelligent beings. It is the nature of evil to create artificially complex ideas. It does this to hide or obfuscate the freedom it destroys. If you remove the complexities and fears from your life, you will find a plain and beautiful truth. This truth is the nature of your worth. To understand freedom is to understand the value of a person. Everything that evil wants is to disguise and destroy your value. All authority is created by evil men to disguise your worth. To understand your own worth is to understand the nature of liberty. The crucial key for understanding our world is to understand the nature of evil. Evil challenges the value of people by denying them the opportunity to make their own choices, by denying them the chance to grow strong in learning and understanding. While evil seeks to destroy or hide a person's worth, freedom shows humans their full potential and their full value. With freedom, people have loved, cured disease, removed hunger, eased labor, and lived in peace. With freedom, happiness is possible. Freedom is the exact opposite of evil. Everything written in this book is written to destroy the ideas of culture and law. The lesson of this book is simple. Nothing on earth is more valuable than you. And so that's it for the first chapter. It's really short. If that was interesting, it's not a very long book, and I'm going to link the PDF to it in the episode notes. And I really recommend everybody check it out. It's such a quick read. You could do it in one sitting or in the course of a week, whatever pace. But as Mark Passio says, and that's the podcaster who actually turned me on to this book, he actually read the first chapter in one of his podcasts like seven years ago. So I'm I'm kind of, uh, <laughs> wow, 1111 on my recording. I'm carrying the torch of the messenger. <laughs> so thank you to Mark Passio for even turning me on to that book. And um, you can Google for a link or find it in the description. If if uh, you're interested in this kind of topic, I would actually go look into Passio's podcast as I've probably mentioned before. Some really good stuff there. Although in general, I think we all should just find our own knowledge. You know, we can all find knowledge by seeking it and we'll all receive it and we all have our own path and perspective on that knowledge. So really, it's just important that we read. That's another thing that Passio says, like, I totally agree with. One of the biggest problems with our world right now is that people don't read. And I'm one of those people. I'm making a conscious effort to change that and, you know, replace time spent playing pointless games or what would have been perusing on Facebook, which is no no longer an option for me because I deactivated. I've replaced that time with a little bit of reading here and there, whatever I can do. And I think that if we all could just make that little bit of extra push, it will make a difference in our lives because I I can already see a difference being made in my life from doing that. So anyway, um, like Manly P. Hall said at the beginning of the episode there in that clip that I played, well, well, this is paraphrasing, I guess, but you know, you got to reclaim your mind from 
all the inanity and the distractions and the things that get in the way of your own growth and evolution. And in the end, once you get into the rhythm of just doing your own thing and you're going to enjoy it, it's enjoyable. Trust me, there's fulfillment. You can actually feel fulfilled. And I know a lot of you already know that a lot of you are creating your own life, figuring it out. And I appreciate all of you for listening to this show and being a part of what I'm creating here, what we're creating here, which is a community of conscious collaborators. And together, we're going to talk our way into a new and better world where we understand things more and we live in a better harmony with ourselves, with the planet, with each other. Hopefully that was not too idealistic of a ranty intro. I love you guys and enjoy this episode with Tyler and Dennis of the THC firm. Also, don't forget to check the episode links to check out Phony Alphonia. Again, I hope I said that right. Thank you for letting me use your music. I'll play another song here. And let's get on to the episode. Thanks, guys. Love you. Say hello to Dennis and Kyler. What's going on, guys? What's happening? So uh, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves real quick. Uh, Kyler's actually <clears throat> been on the show before. Hey, guys. Kyler here. Um, so I've got a, a really good friend of mine, um, uh, form, well, customer started out, <laughs> um, business partner, and um, just uh, uh, really, really close friend of me um, that I, I met recently, actually through uh, selling roofs, uh, Dorothy the Drone, which I kind of started up as a YouTube 
just a creative video project. Um, I started uh, doing commercial roof inspections with my drone and I stumbled upon uh, Dennis's, Dennis's house and knocked on it, did an inspection. Um, we got their roof approved from hail damage for um, through their insurance and um, got to know him. He, uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, Kyle, Kyler, he, uh, he, uh, started telling me what he does with the drone and I thought that was pretty cool. And then I thought what I do is pretty cool. And I think that if we put it together, that it could be cool together. It could be really cool. Really cool. Cool. And, uh, he also had a, a few more components to, uh, add to the team that I was putting together, um, through, uh, Kyle and Spencer up in KC. So what kind of team are you guys putting together? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's really, we have marketing now, just a firm, the TAC firm. It's therapeutic horticulture consultants. Um, we, uh, we have research. That's a great acronym, double entendre. Absolutely. Well, we we were just going to be the therapeutic horticulture consultants. And uh, when we went to do our website, it uh, was way too many letters. Oh, yeah. Way too many letters. It's a long domain name. (laughs) So we're like, all right, sure, we're a THC firm. Uh, Great. (laughs) Now we'll never get banking. But it's an awesome name. Never get yeah. banking like no one will loan you any money. No, no one will let you open a bank account if you have a TAC firm or TAC in your if you have cannabis in your business name. You can't open a bank account. Uh, no, Arvis, Arvis allowed it. Arvis, they shout out to Arvis. I love you. Um, they uh, they allowed us to open a bank account with them, and uh, they understand what we do. We don't sell cannabis. We don't grow cannabis. We are the third party that helps them helps the growers um, with their efficiency of their farm and their genetics, um, creating uh, better medicine, larger yields, um, medicine that's designed specifically for patients' needs. You know, not everybody will, not everyone that, uh, for for instance, depression. Um, people are seriously depressed you really shouldn't smoke cannabis because it could make it more intense but there are a few strains that help depression like pineapple express um it's more of an uplifting energetic you know i think that's one of the most understood components of cannabis is the strain specificness, the cannabinoid makeup, the the different terpenes that exist. I mean, there's so much that you can dive into as far yeah, as the cannabis ultimately, science. Ultimately, that's probably why it's illegal because it's always been part of society and it's always been even essentially tolerated in small enough pockets by most law enforcement around the country. You know, most people have been able to get by smoking cannabis in secret if they really want to, right? So, well, but what you know, what the illegality does is keeps us from being able to have that uh, scientific strain production and using it for actual targeted medicinal purposes. And that well, you're going to take out pharmaceuticals. Yeah, you're you're gonna gonna you, 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 take out pharmaceuticals. It's, it's on its way. 
That's why pharmaceuticals if, used to not they're, be. They're, that, I believe that's why Jeff Sessions is talking so much trash. Um, because I think that uh, I don't, I don't, I don't care for politics. Uh, I don't, I don't trust them. They, Nor should uh, you. I just don't. I don't know who they are. And from Jeff Sessions, you look at his past, and that's just scary in, in general. Yeah. And it, it just looks like we're going to go backwards. And if he has any say in what we're, what the cannabis industry is doing, it's going to not going to be anything positive. But I think that we have enough progression and understanding within the communities that I don't think that they would allow it. There will not be Americans. We can't go backwards at this point. It's one of those things like we've gone too far. Yeah, exactly. We Uh, pushed the envelope. Too much money has been made. Yeah. Ultimately, even I think uh, good or bad guy, Trump seems really all about making money. So it seems like. Yeah, I mean. I guess though, if you have to make friends, friends are on the top. Though. Exactly, who you want to make friends, money for? Or is is yeah. it his friends that are into cannabis, or his friends that are into pharmaceutical? Well, you don't see because you don't too. see any of his friends in in saying, okay, cannabis is cool. Yeah, you got uh, the casino bosses out in Vegas that are fighting it because but, they want alcohol sales. Well, yeah, it's gonna. It, I'm pretty sure it helps with uh, getting rid of alcohol. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Probably makes you not want to sit in front of a slot machine for 30 years either. Well, cannabis, <laughs> I, I used as a very good replacement for alcohol in that manner because it's like rather than have a beer, why not just smoke a joint? Like, yeah, the same well, desire. You're not going to want to beat Lene after you smoke. <laughs> well, well, besides the point, well, though, I'm uh, saying I mean, it's kept the counter argument. Yeah. But the alcohol, if I, I, I really wish people that drank and had anger issues. People know when they drink and they have anger issues. They know they uh, have anger issues. That's why they drink. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, a lot I'm of saying time. people that, that, that know they shouldn't drink because they have those anger issues as soon as they get drunk. You looking at my girl. Yeah. No, just for stupid shit. That is. They don't need to, they need to smoke. Alcohol is poison to not just the body, but to the consciousness. Oh, yeah. So and people that compare alcohol and cannabis are so far off, so far off. The mm-hmm. two are not even comparable. When you're incoherent and barely in your time because you can't drink, you had too much to drink. No, <laughs> when you're high, you might not you not, might not be able to talk, but the, it's not because you can't talk. It's because you got fucking cotton mouth. You drink. <laughs> well, yeah, it makes you drink more water, which you should be doing anyway. That's what that's, we're doing. That's it the makes worst part of water. propaganda is it's it's senseless, and uh, you, you got to be careful where you drink your water. Don't you know? Don't just be drinking it anywhere. Uh, Flint, Michigan, we're not going to do all we can. <laughs> oh, man, the Flint, Michigan water situation. I'm so scared of water now because of that. I mean, uh, who's next? Who's next? It, and, it, and no one's going to know until it actually happens. If How much is an audit to <laughs> go yeah. over the entire utilities in the community? I, I used to hate water. I used to, I'm from Atlanta. I love Coca-Cola. Um, Hate water. There's some people that never I, drink water. I never drink water, man. That's crazy. Never drank it. Dude, That's he so puts uh, Mio, Mio. Mio in I all his to, water. I put Mio in all. This is, I, I'm drinking your water now because I got serious cotton mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I usually have Mio in all my water. Um, so I what drink. What is Mio? It's a, it's a oh, flavor it's answer. Oh, okay. Um, That's good. It, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, so. That's uh, the answer. <laughs> that's it. Um, 
So, uh, elderberries. So, elderberries. So elderberries. About, about elderberries. Right on, elderberries. Yes. So, um, did you know? Is that why you guys are here? That's why. Talk about elderberries? Elderberries. We can be. We can be. We, uh, we like to talk about elderberries. Elderberries. So, how, how elderberries. people need to be aware of them. So, it's a different, entirely different business venture you guys are involved with in. Uh, well, um, you know, the cannabis, the cannabis industry is, uh, is still in its infancy stage. Um, and uh, it's making progressions by leaps and bounds every year. Um, but we are still 20 to 30 years away from knowing everything that we didn't know about cannabis. Um, we got the same thing with elderberries. Yeah. <laughs> same exact thing. And the Let's... wild thing is it's from right here. In Missouri, there's about five strains native to the, this Midwestern region of the United States, specifically Missouri. Yeah. Um, on a commercial scale, are they in are they in other countries or uh, continents besides Europe? Ninety like, percent of them are out I of Europe. I thought that they were like uh, definitely in England and France and stuff. Uh, and from what our, our researchers are saying, it's not as uh, the European elderberries are not as um, nutritious as ours. Our, ours has two other antioxidants, and I can't name them off the top they, of my head. They're in the uh, pigment that makes it purple. Did they uh, come, the, so they're native here and native to Europe. They didn't come here from settlers? Uh, there was, a, uh, I believe, a couple strains native to Europe. Native to Europe? Yeah, I believe there's a couple strains that were native to Europe. Well, yeah, there's 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 strains that are native to Europe. But did they get migrated here? But I don't know where. I don't know if it came from here first or from Europe first. But yeah, yeah. there's there's uh, varieties in in Canada. There's mainly in Europe. Ninety percent of the elderberries that we get here in America are from Europe, and <laughs> the ones that are here are more valuable. I mean, we got farmers out there that can't make a dime off of the corn and soy because they're just being pinched at every corner they're at. And elderberries, elderberry market is. It's so underdeveloped here. I mean, elderberry <laughs> for, for a local supply chain, like it's not, for, for, it's not cheap. So it's definitely a. Well, it's for, not cheap because there's not enough farmers out there growing it. That's what I'm thinking. Commercially, there's only. Uh, for, talking for talking with Terry from uh, Terry Durham up in. Uh, Oxburg, Missouri. Yeah, he says uh, commercially there's only about 300 acres. In comparison to Europe, they have 30,000 30, acres 000. commercially growing elderberries. Yes. We have 300. So there is a huge disconnect among the supply chain from the producer to the distributor. There's just there's nothing being produced here. There's There's about 11 major companies across the country who have some type of elderberry juice supply, for example. Um, so in general, the market is just completely undertapped. Yeah, it is. And, and, the, and, and the, it's well, not just the, about making money. It's about getting something that's a true medicine to people's daily lives. Well, the bad thing, misunderstood part. The bad thing is, is it's very well known what the elderberry does to the older generations, the baby boomers. And, yeah, let's talk about that. Will you guys go into some of the health? Uh, benefits that you can think of off the top of your head with all the bears? Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, can you link me some information to share about the elderberry? Yeah. Yes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, super antioxidant rich. We know that. Yes. Uh, I'll um, Google it right now. Shit, I have a computer right in front of me. 
particular type of antioxidant is called the anthocyanin. Yeah, you had to. <laughs> um, boost the shit out of the immunity system. That's boost the, the shit out of it. Oh, That's yeah, the official yeah. Google definition. Yeah. It, um, it coats all of your cells in a kind of a mucus and yeah. it isolates the basically your your bad cells that would replicate and form a virus and it, it does a good job at inhibiting those. So in a simple simple definition just right here off Google, top thing, top thing. Elderberry is used for its antioxidant activity to lower cholesterol, to improve vision, to boost the immune system, to improve heart health and for coughs, colds, flu, bacterial and viral infections and tonsillitis. So like that's oh, and then, and everything and then more. <laughs> And then more probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you talk about uh, flu, you talk about uh, mucus, phlegm. Um, I've used elderberry lozenges before and cough syrup, and gone. it makes the sore throat feel better. Gone. I've never used the lozenges. Dude, I, I, I'm gonna. I don't. I didn't. I wasn't really particularly fond of the taste. I thought it tasted uh, pretty tart. It was like uh, raw, raw. Um, Cranberries without, you know, you're right. Cran cranberries are very, very healthy for you, but uh, not very palatable. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I like cherry. I like, I like a little bit of tart, so it didn't really seem too bad to me. But I've been waking up with congestion for the last nine months, and uh, thought it was really just my ceiling fan, maybe, because <laughs> I mean it goes away. After, after, can I make a recommendation to you there? What's up? You see this, Jamie? I got back over here. This diffuser, yeah. Uh, I sleep with the an essential oil diffuser, and I started doing it just a few months ago, yeah. And I stopped waking up with a dry throat. What do you use? Because I have I have a diffuser as well, and my lady's been trying to put together some uh different different remedies to to help with it. Orange Um, is good. Okay. Lavender, eucalyptus, lavender, and oregano. Oregano is really good antibacterial, antiviral. Oh, yeah. Okay. If, like uh, any two or four of those in combination, okay. I feel like would be good because that's what I've been doing. Amazing. And that's very great. Um, some for the sciences. And then the other the other thing you can do is uh, you can get warm lemon water when you wake up if you have a congestion right when you wake up. Yeah. And just like squeeze half a lemon into a glass of warm water and drink that, and that it's sort of instant mucus breakup from the acidity of the lemon that you're taking in. It helps right away. Okay. But because hmm. I I've been uh, I, I've dealt with that kind of thing my whole I, life honestly. I've, uh, I've tried to do the lemon, um, warm lemon, but uh, acid taste or it, it, I, because i i uh just warm water I really, by itself really is like still better lemon. than nothing you don't have to do the lemon uh, i really like doing the lemon juice diet i don't know if you've ever it's a the master cleanse, cleanse. <laughs> yeah it's not a master cleanse it's a it's a it's a nice cleanse what is it just a lemon juice for like a few days or something yeah i would love to yeah, do I mean, some people do it for i think beyonce did it for like 31 days i saw one for 40 days that's crazy. Yeah, the, the, he he said that he almost died at some point. Yeah, see. I mean, I mean that's you're, crazy. you're not getting the you know, nutrients you need. Now, Joe Cross, the one that he did, 
the 60 day fast that he did was was badass and i recommend that to anybody and after you fasted um continue doing that juice throughout the rest of your life and you're gonna you're gonna be just fine he uh he showed what juicing really can do for the system and uh um, if anyone's not seeing i'll have to link to that i don't know what you're talking about exactly that sick and nearly dead oh that i've heard of that Heck yeah. So he just did like actual fasting to get, you know, <clears throat> he was, he was the main, my main inspiration to, uh, to get healthy, stop, uh, smoking and, and, uh, start getting into a better eating habit, um, healthier foods. And that's why documentaries are really more important than any other. Man, Netflix, of, uh, Netflix has so many awesome documentaries oh that tells you, yes. tells you a lot of what's going on in, in our world. And after you watch the documentaries and you get a better understanding of what's going on and you see what they're showing us on TV, you're confused. Yeah. <laughs> you're confused. What the fuck? Huh. I mean, uh, how many times, I don't know how many times I've just looked at the TV, CNN, Fox, I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? Man, what's like what the series? Is it Oliver Stones? Oh, man. That, There's Oliver like 11 Stone. episodes that yes. goes in depth on every war that we've ever had. Pretty much the worst presidents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, and it tells it like it is. It very much so. So Netflix is a, is a very fine resource for educational material that, uh, you are not going to find in our normal education system. No, straight up, you're not. I got I got kids that are that are in these in the school system and from high school to elementary, and I think I teach them more at the house than they get at at school. But oh yeah, I, I praise those teachers. They do a great job. Um, Go teachers. Uh, the, the things yeah. that, the things that I want them that I would like them to know to further them in life. I think that, and I think all parents need to be proactive and teaching their children. I think the they education rely, system we have is, teachers. I think our education do, system do is a job. Our education system is a corrupt institution. And even if there's good people as teachers, what you said about parents being the main teachers, I think that's really the only way we're going to get ourselves out of the mind control that has been inflicted on us. Like primarily we do have to take that responsibility that responsibility and every other responsibility back from the bloated corpse that uh, dictates our daily lives that we call the government. The only way that we can undo it is by taking back power from each institution one thing at a time. And the education one is just one of those battles. And for now, I mean, I know that right now you have like, it's still possibly better than no education, I would say, because, you know, you're going to learn math and stuff like that but i don't know man this is why i inherently believe and i know both of you will disagree with me but that is why you have to get involved in local politics i mean to some level because that is local politics is the one that i actually believe in because that's the one that's the people that you can go talk to yourself and meet them and they actually affect you directly that's really the one that directs you the, the most the most effectively the the uh now that i'm as proactive as i am and you know, being proactive for cannabis, going to uh, gov- any government official was like, you got your mind. But ultimately, um, government itself is uh, a structure of control. It's a social order. It's a con- and all control uh, in the external world is yeah. all control is based on fear, essentially. Yeah. So 
If we were more prevalent today, then <laughs> that's why we see more and more control because there's more and more fear being injected into the world as well. Yeah. I mean, through the mainstream media in particular, it's like that Bill Hicks joke from many years back where he's talking about watching cable news and it's like murder, death, chaos, carnage, war, fire. And he goes and opens the door and looks out. He goes outside and looks out the door and it's just birds chirping and a person rides by on their back. Hey, Bill. It's like there's none of that chaos is real. No. Um, And it's sad because our children are watching. Our children are looking at all this on TV because parents are watching it. And they are getting the the wrong impression of how our government is supposed to be. They think they don't know what to think. They're asking us what to, what's going on, and I'm I'm fucking dumbfounded myself. I'm looking at them saying I don't know. That's uh, I'm really not sure. I know what these people want to do and what these people don't want to do, but I don't know how they're benefiting us. I have no clue where their agenda lies with us. Ultimately, representative government doesn't really represent people properly. It's just not working as a concept. Uh, so in a corrupt even institutional if, so system. So even going to local government, I can't, I, can't even, I can't even do that. All bureaucracies that have come to be under crony capitalism. They're, they're trying all, to get to the top. Exactly. They're trying to get to the top corrupt people so they can make more money being corrupt. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily It's like Sith Lords fighting each other. I would love to work with the local and say, hey, listen, we would love to do this for the community, do this for the community. What type of help can we get? What is your outlook on the homeless? What do you think about these rural areas that need to be kept up? These kids need to be have uh, properly educated. You know, the poor communities, what are we going to, we have more poor communities than we have rich communities. How can we help these poor people become rich Well, basically, without being an athlete or? Politicians are at the whim of the people giving them all the money, which is the rich people. So they're not really in the business of making less poor people. They're just really in the business of making rich people richer. So how do you attack it on a local level then? I think really, again, it's about disentanglement from the systems that exist in the first place. Like, you think it all needs to fall? Um, if we can't have, like, if we can't have cannabis legal in this state right now, but we want to make an impact against the institution of the pharmaceutical companies, elderberry is a great avenue for that. <laughs> just like, I would, just and, like making and, things you happen. know, and the, and the funny thing is, is, uh, <laughs> I look at the the medicinal value of elderberries and what it could possibly do for uh, a large community in different illnesses. I mean, each one of these illnesses has large communities, but... uh, And preventative (sighs) maintenance from illnesses. Well, let's talk about Panama. In 1995, Mm -hmm. correct? Okay. 1995, there was a H1B1 influenza virus outbreak. It It wound up being an epidemic. And uh, Panama at the time, very poor country, didn't have uh, too much infrastructure, a lot of financial resources. They didn't know what to do. Um, I forget how they came onto it, but they used elderberry juice. And I mean, on average, according to the National Institute of Health, elderberry concentrate juice will relieve flu symptoms four days 
on on average four days quicker than other anything else. Anything else. <laughs> so when you think about all the flu, all all the cases of flu in America. And how many days of work is missed because of flu? Or how many people in history have even died of the flu in oh, times dude. we didn't oh, have? Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. The the Spanish flu. I mean, there there's so many. There's so there there's been uh, influenza has killed almost as many people as Black Death. I saw on The Walking Dead that elderberry cures the zombie virus. I've really? Never, I've never watched a one I just made time. that up. Uh, I don't really watch that show. I don't really watch that show. I was just kidding. Um, I don't think serious people do no. watch that show. Let's, <laughs> let's read some CDC statistics here. Um, you have 200,000 hospitalizations a year, um, 87 billion in total economic burden. And, 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 that's, and that's another thing is the hospitals. That are, you're going to the hospital for the flu. You know... When you when you buy a car, do you uh, do you check around for the prices on the car? You you get a you get a you make sure that your car that you're getting is uh, is priced right, right, and you're within your budget. Um, when you buy a house, same thing. When you go to the hospital, do you ask the hospital how much they charge? Never. Never. No, that's why I think that we should go back to a cash system for healthcare and just get rid of insurance completely. Because oh, dude, have you seen the bill? If you the bill to a health oh to an insurance, yeah, it's compared com to the person that's paying cash, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's no, there's no reason to have health insurance if no. you can just pay cash. If we can just use cash, we would never need health insurance because you're paying. Eight times more than you would pay in cash. Right. They'll, they charge extra to insurance companies because they can get away with it, and they do extra tests, extra procedures, all kinds of things just because insurance. That's an extra line item on their invoice. Yeah. Um, we're just paying for. Just paying for. I've, uh, seen, I've seen a people lot of procedures the done that weren't needed to be done. Oh yeah. In fact, okay, so elderberry is not the only place where an herb or something from uh, that we could easily be growing and exploiting could completely replace part. You know, one, this isn't the only thing either. One tree, one tree, one elderberry tree, one grows for 23 to 25 years. It produces 12 pounds on average, 12 pounds of elderberries. That is the exact In the amount. lifetime? No, that year. That every year. year. Oh, every, okay. every year, every year. Um, that is the exact amount needed for one person a year. One person a year. One tree. If you were to take it um, daily, daily, a tablespoon a day, one bottle every month, which would keep you months. from getting sick, would could. Well, uh, it would. It would boost your immune system. system. It would boost. It, I, I can't say it will keep you from getting sick. No, because no. If you get, it you will know, boost out of the shit out of your ways. immune system. It'll boost the shit out of your immune system. It will, uh, it, it has iron in it, so uh, the oxygen attaches itself to the red blood cells easily. You get, uh, your brain takes up 20% of your, of your oxygen. So kid, children, when they're in school and they're eating garbage that uh, has no nutrition at value, period, just empty calories, of course, in, in, at one thirty, two o'clock, little Johnny's gonna be like, "What the fuck? I'm. What am I doing?" Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's bored out of his mind and can't can't focus because he has no oxygen. He's probably had a lot of he's, sugar he's, too. He's, he's and a lot of sugar, yes. So um, so. Uh, <clears throat> 
Oh no, we put them on we put them on ADHD medication, which is going to cause future problems down the road. Which is speed. It's times. amphetamines. Yeah, it's amphetamines. It's uh, one molecule different than meth. That's what we were talking about earlier about uh, different cultures and wars that were fought involving drugs. The Nazis, the whole civilization of the Nazis, were on meth. Methamphetamines to keep them up. Not just the soldiers. No, not just the soldiers. The citizens were all on meth too. Oh, really? Yeah, they took. They were probably scared of the shit. They took this drug. It was called pervitin, and it was just like a pharmaceutical product you go buy at the drugstore. In fact, our pharmaceutical companies, like Bayer, for example, big main introduced heroin in the 1800s. They all actually originated (laughs) from Germany. Yes, from Germany. Yes. Yeah, and came here after Nazi Germany fell. They told they told the whole, oh, the, the general public that uh, that heroin was safe to use as as medical, and it probably was. They told um, them you could give it to your child to help them go to sleep. But yes, to a baby. That, that's where that's where they fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, sure a lot of babies uh, died there. That died that way. Man, so many people die from from malpractice. Uh, and right now we've got medications. Right now we've got prescription no pill addiction. In no our one's held, No one's being held accountable for this. <clears throat> no one's no one's being held accountable for uh, all these people that are um, drugged out on on heroin because they were prescribed pain pills their whole life. More people are prescribed pain pills and addicted to them than are on than uh, claim that they smoke cigarettes, according to surveys in the country now. <coughs> More people are using prescription opiates and heroin based products than are. Using tobacco. Mm, that's the single biggest killer. Yeah, but I, 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 read a, country, I read a thing today that opioids wasn't the reason people were dying. It's heroin. It's the it's the the purity of the heroin and the fentanyl. Um, and that's the reason we have the epidemic. It's, uh, they, that's the real walking they, they, they day wanna, right they there. Wanna, they want to they want to pass they want to pass the 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 buck to the to the right as much as they can, um, and our society is paying the price for it. <clears throat> the uh, the health benefits of the elderberry juice are ridiculous for for the issues that the elderly deal with today. You know our our health uh, health care. They're also the social group that's most bought in and uh, completely. Turn, like led astray by modern the healthcare. Well, you know, they also have the modern healthcare systems. Yeah, they also have the most most uh, disposable income. Yeah, that's true too. Um, and so, and the way I look at it is all the all the medications and healthcare that we're providing them instead of fruits and vegetables is just taking away all the money that they've ever earned for their whole life and po- essentially poisoning them. And and you know, when they do die, they're Kids are paying for shit now. It's vampirism on many, many levels. They, uh, the awareness. It's funny the awareness with uh, with elderberries. Me and Kyle are talking to people around here in this area. The only people that are really well, very well aware of it, the main population, is the elderly. Yeah, and they are the ones that stand to benefit from it the most. They're the elderberry. Yeah, isn't that ironic? <laughs> I, I talked to it's uh, all in language. I talked to yeah. a lady in, in Arkansas that does a winery down there. I need to get my grandparents and on elderberry. She uh she yes, said that all of her family all of her family kind of made fun of her and was like, That shit's gross. I wouldn't drink it. And uh she she continued to drink it, continued to drink it, and 
today she's the last one standing. And she goes, I hate to say this, but I kept drinking elderberry juice and they didn't listen. And I'm the last one standing and that's not cool. Crazy. <laughs> Don't you hear that, folks? Don't die before your siblings. Drink elderberry juice. No, she was with us. She's a grandma. Oh, right. She's the old lady. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. She's in that, and that's what sucks is you live 80 years old. You're, you're, it's she wakes up every hot. morning. Every morning. I, I told you so. You <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers. I told you. Should have been drinking that elderberry. That's Man, it. Man this makes me want to plant one in but my you, backyard. So, so the, but there's a lot a, of the people we've talked to, elderberry wine really seems to be the most known thing. And then you hear about, you know, grandma's elderberry pies. Does it retain the uh, certain properties in a wine form? You know, I'm not a drinker. Not I'm familiar. not in the wine period. Same. So I have no idea. Yeah, but see, like. I have no interest in making wine. I know that some of the farmers that we get involved in growing elderberries will be able to, will want to do wine because that is one of the highest profiting products out there on the market. Wine in the stores today is completely crazy filled with weird additives that you don't no, know about. this. Not so this. like real elderberry wine yeah. might even be a medicinal form. I heard it held in of alcohol. Elton John even sang a song about elderberry wine. Really? Yeah. I, well, it must be I legit. was talking to somebody and she goes, yeah, it was an Elton John song. I'm like, what? Elderberry wine? Uh, no, I'm not an Elton John fan. I'm sorry. I've heard a few of the songs. But no, I don't. I am. He needs to be drinking elderberry wine. Yeah, he's old as fuck, right? Well, he's he's also part of that community that has a uh, that has a large population of HIV patients, and uh, elderberries does. There's uh, there's been reports that uh, show it helps alleviate the symptoms of elderberries or of, of, elderberries. of, of HIV. Really? And I mean, you well, I mean, think about the it. National Institute of Health posted a study on this. Our HIV patients, they're susceptible to all sorts of viruses. Well, essentially, if it's making your immune system stronger, then that's exactly going to help out exactly. with the problem of having a compromised immune system, autoimmune they, uh, disease. Yeah, they have. All they the have more reason it's been suppressed. And, yeah. <laughs> so not just because it shouldn't. If this is common knowledge among the elders, then why did the knowledge get lost? It wouldn't have been because none of us listened. No, no, no one. I don't think they drove it home hard enough. No. Or, <clears throat> or they're they, too brainwashed into uh, thinking that if it doesn't come from the supermarket on the shelf, then don't worry about it. And well, yeah. also, I mean, I didn't know anything about elderberries until I moved to Missouri. And uh, when I, I think that a lot of people outside of Missouri that aren't native really don't know about elderberries either. Um, unless they're around a farm, shit, there's a, there's less than 500 acres total of people growing elderberries. And uh, the demand is is so high that 90% of the market comes from Europe. Wow. We, are, we cover 10% of our market, and we don't even, we barely do that. <laughs> we barely well, we do don't that. even know. Like, we don't even know that's what we cover on a... The, the whole populace. So, I mean, you think about that untapped potential so demand. Europe there. is just taking full advantage of this plant and no one's paying attention. And it's, uh, and that's really why we're doing this because no one's paying attention. And if, uh, if other people were actively doing this, we wouldn't have to. Well, we would be continuing doing what we're doing in our other areas of expertise. So anyone out there listening, if you have some kind of access to land that could be growing elderberries. We need farmers. 
Get in, we, need we, farmers, need people, we need farmers quick. I, uh, we, we suggest starting with five to 10 acres and building from there. Um, you don't, uh, you don't see a, an income for the- uh, Well, let's talk about the longevity of this plant. For three years because the plant doesn't blossom fully, develop and start producing weight, very weight until the third year. So when you get but, started now, then well, <laughs> exactly yeah. the sooner and, you get and, it in the ground, the you sooner know, you get that first harvest. The acai berry, I'm sure you know about the acai berry, um, was brought up what 15 years ago from the Amazon, and same grows. It takes three to five years for it to fully blossom. So someone had to do this down there in the Amazon, and we can do it right here in Missouri. Right here in Missouri, and it, and it, uh, Missouri and Arkansas. Arkansas is a little better, apparently. They, uh, the soil's a little better down there. Um, Missouri and Arkansas first, and then after the surrounding states. Yeah. So, uh, how, so we, how, we got into this, for how we got into this, many of the strains are native to this region. Yeah. How we got into this is a, a farmer wanted to, uh, wanted us to help him expand his farm and um that's what we do we're we're consultants marketing um scientists research research and development and uh technology and we have a, a law team sports or oh <laughs> 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 yeah I we um, the same words just kidding <laughs> you guys have got a lot of fucking bases covered with uh your Network of resources. Our team. Our team was the word that was coming to mind. You know, we, 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 we came across, uh, I, I came across all these people. I put all this together myself, um, bit by bit. Relationship I, by relationship. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, Kyler walking, Kyler walking into our house. Really? I just saw Kyler as a, as a cool cat flying a drone around and I was going to get him high. <laughs> he wasn't doing but shit. He looks like he wasn't high. doing shit. So, hanging out, and I was having to do business, and he was here having to. He was gonna sit here and hear all the business that I'm doing, the um in the cannabis world, and uh so I he pretty much figured out quickly what we do, what I do. It was like wow, I never thought that. Looking at Natalie and. You know, I would never imagine that you guys did this. This is awesome. And <laughs> believe it or not, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to, uh, I want to do marketing, marketing for in cannabis, the, in the cannabis, the cannabis industry. It's just like and, complete synchronicity. But where I came from, especially taking such a huge leap of faith, essentially quitting the call center and essentially my career and my, uh, you know, my, my income at that point yeah. um, with a mortgage and all the financial responsibilities that Lynn and I have. And um, basically in the, the month after with kind of the new job that I had started uh, selling roofs, walked right into <laughs> Dennis's front door. Yeah. Um, and then I introduced him. He went on a trip with me. He want to quit my job. <laughs> he, he, met, he, met, uh, he met our team and uh, he jived really well with everybody. Um, I uh, I guess I've been told that I can put these teams together, put these guys together, and everyone work. I I knew exactly what I was looking for when I found the people that I found, and I've I've very rarely had to step back and say eh, I need to reevaluate this pick. 
Um, I can't say it hasn't happened, but uh, the team that we have now is is pretty strong and uh, and excited about all the opportunity that's in front of us because just like cannabis in its infancy stages, the elderberry is. Um, like we said, there's less than 500 actual elderberries being grown in America. Um, 300 of them are commercially, and 200 of them are people that very small plants. Like Elderberry has the advantage of being legal. No one's going to fight you for doing well, this. Well, well, <laughs> well, that, and, and that's another thing I thought when uh, when I uh, saw this is um, when when it was brought to my attention. I didn't know anything about elderberries. The farmer said, "I need your help, help helping me expand this." And I was like, "All right, well, let me look at what you have and see what I can help you with." And then I looked into elderberries, and I was like, "Whoa." This shit is just as controversial as cannabis. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about wildwood. This wood. is uh, this is uh, <coughs> this is this is right up my alley. You know, um, there's so many health benefits that are that are in this, and you now it does have cyanide in it. The stems do have cyanide in it, and that's raw state. Not the berries, the, the right berry is fine. Wow, it's the, it's the so you could fuck up. It's kind of like oh yeah, and it's and it's it's, like, it's poisonous if you eat it. Uh, I mean, it's not gonna kill you. You would have to eat like the entire eat. tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about the entire. You'd have to eat quite a bit. And if you did it in like repeatedly, you could possibly build up some toxicity. But no one's gonna do that. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Shit. Sorry. No, it's interesting though because in its, in its infancy state, it is poisonous, deadly yeah. to us, but when mature, it has all these medicinal benefits to it. It's, Elder. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like this this growing state of process. It's it's a beautiful thing. And uh so I saw I saw a lot that I really liked. And uh I knew immediately that um, this is something that the general public needs to know about. Um, and because I don't know about it, that means that, and I study nutrition every day. I would love to put cannabis in every nutrition, <laughs> every fruit and vegetable that I can to. All cannabis all the time. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, cooking. And, yeah, cooking, though, uh, for sure. Like, that's the problem with illegality. It's really hard to get edibles. It's bullshit. Well, you have wrong. to make them yourself. I mean, and the bad thing is, is if you eat an edible, you you probably ain't leaving the house. <laughs> no. You ain't. I mean, you don't want to go much of anywhere except for the kitchen. Man. Definitely not going to go to the mall and buy stuff. That's I've never I, had the impulse to go to the mall and buy stuff. That's probably why they don't want you to do no, it. No, the, the, the biggest impulse I've ever had to get out and go and drive is to go and go to Walmart and get Get, get more snacks. snacks. Yeah, yeah. Get, get more. Well, I don't get snacks. I, the snacks that I do get would be like, uh, I do like apples and caramel. Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. Um, there, there used to be this cream cheese that uh, I don't remember who made it, but it was like a strawberry dip that you can. I, uh, I got all the kids to start eating fruits and vegetables by using this dip and not take that shit away. <laughs> but then they're still. And now, and now they all still eat fruits and vegetables. So it didn't nice. Help. Oh, so um, cruel. It was. <laughs> and they, and they, they still talk about it today. They're like, hey, are you going to, will you get some of that dipping for the, no. <laughs> they, they don't even make it anymore. I'm sorry, guys. That sucks. That's why I don't have it anymore. I like that too. Stuff too, shit. Um, 
But no, I saw the I saw all the the health benefits that came along with with this and the populations that could really that it could really make a difference in. And uh the uh the state of healthcare that we're in right now with the, the health insurance costing so much for people that can't afford you know check this out this is this is messed up this is really messed up and my two little guys were right here to see this um casey this last weekend we went to uh harry s truman's uh okay back up we went to KC for a dance competition and uh the two little guys they 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 want to watch their sister dance. They wanted to go check check out stuff and do things. So I took them uh, pretty much on an educational tour of uh, Harry S. Truman, Independence, Missouri. Took them to the uh, the Harry S. Truman Presidential Library. Um, they had a blast. And uh, took them to the, uh, the Harry S. Truman um, house, the presidential house where he lived. Uh, it actually wasn't his house. It was his mother-in-law's house. And his mother-in-law didn't like him because he was from the other side of the tracks. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I don't I don't like him either. Okay. He, um, he did the whole nuclear bomb thing. Yeah, he did. Not that a was fan. pretty he did. cool. Not a fan. He did. Incinerated so, thousands anyways, of people. <laughs> not nice. Anyways, um, the park ranger that's doing <clears> the tour of the house, he uh, he. We get to the end of the tour, and he was saying that he's been doing this tour for twenty some odd years, and he's seen a lot of people come through and a lot of people go. And this year, he was retiring. He was uh, he was on his way out, and uh, you know everyone that was on the tour was like, oh. And he goes, well, you know what's really bad is that uh, I'm retiring on a pension that is only going to be able to. I'm only going to be able to afford my health care. That's it. I will uh, not be able to afford anything else but my health care. So I'm going to have to make some serious decisions here pretty soon. My two little guys are like, how much is your health care? And he's like, you don't want to know. And I was like, the pension can't be much. So, I mean, the health care is not going to be, I mean, it's it's up there, but so. Man, that's It's terrible. just sad to see that. It's sad to see someone that served as a park ranger for 20 some odd years um, in our in our government institute and he's getting sent off with enough money to maybe purchase health insurance. <laughs> and I, I laugh about it because uh, it's a fucking joke. It's a fucking joke. And he's just one. He's just one guy. And my two kids saw that. Doesn't really give a lot of hope. No. And so, I mean, they, they're sad and they're like, you know, if I can give them money, I would. And I'm like, you guys are awesome. Let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and then I took him and got some ice cream. Well, if if we can raise our current generation and and our next that's generation the, that's the, to have the ability to rely on themselves and even if they had no money to just be able to like plant your own food that's the reality that food. a lot of people are going to be coming to that's where we used to be forever exactly that's what humans are supposed to be like that kind of we've been tricked that kind of sustainable well, lifestyle has to be 
it has to be introduced to where it's easy, it's convenient, it's guys, integrated into the community. Guys, guys, if it was that easy, it would be that easy. Life is so fast now. You see me and Natalie, how we juggle everything that we do. We are very lucky to find the time at 10 o'clock at night to go into our own little corner of our house and be together. Um, this is wartime, though. Really have to, you, really have war. to, you really have to prepare. You really have to prepare weekly, daily, how you're going to manage your day, your busy lifestyle. And eat healthy doing so. And most Americans will not go through the trouble to take care of themselves in that manner, being as busy as they are. It's becoming increasingly and more it's hard. getting worse. Yeah. And no one's trying to help stop it. Um, the only thing that we have is our health. And if we don't take care of it, we get one. We got one, <laughs> one, one body. If we don't take care of it, it's gone. You ignore your health, it will go away. And so will you. And until people understand that and understand that the garbage they're eating in fast food places, even though they say it's healthy, that's marketing, that's bullshit. All that garbage that they're eating. Free your minds, everybody. Start by focusing on your health. That's the quickest way to start breaking out of the cultural conditioning that is completely spiraling our uh, our future into a chaotic. Where you spend your money. Do not. Well, corporations. Are, you know, it's uh, our our health is is our main is our main should be our main focus. Without our health, we can't uh, perform for our children. We can't uh, we can't provide for our children. We can't do much of anything. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. And uh, we uh, we drink orange juice every day. Everyone's told to drink orange juice to boost your immunity, vitamin C. Drink milk. It does a body good. Bullshit. I don't drink either thing. <laughs> uh, milk is one of the biggest you scams. Can, you can uh, you can. Um, juice an orange and get more nutrients, more readily available nutrients. I just eat oranges. It's great. Yeah, but uh, elderberry juice. If you were to if you were to drink elderberry juice every day, you would prevent yourself from almost every chronic illness. I honestly, I put it in and my tea all the time. I put a spoonful of elderberry tea in almost every night since I got some, and it goes. It's pretty. Inexpensive, actually, for how much you need to use daily to actually be um, getting the medicinal effect. It's not that expensive. It tastes good. And I had elderberry jam once, and, and that was you, the best shit of all time on, on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with <laughs> elderberry jelly. Drink, it completely blows every other type of jelly away. Thank you. This has been a fun conversation. Everybody, make sure and check the episode full description links to see all the... <clears throat> All the good stuff that um, Kyler and Dennis are up for, to. For information on elderberries, go to BuellerOrganics.com. Um, for any information on the THC firm, go to the THCfirm.com. Perfect.
Plugs. Thanks, guys. Right Thank here. you. Thank you, guys. Haha. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs>